0: Good morning, welcome to The Daily Lesson and I'm glad that you're here today. We have a really great lesson today. I call, I look at lessons like today as an integrative lesson that we see for ourselves that truth is true and nothing else is true. And so, you can have amazing experiences and do. And that's fabulous, that's great actually. The question really becomes, is that your entire experience? And so today in, in the lesson that we do, And I apologize because I've launched right into this without really doing a a proper um, opening and welcoming. But uh, I will just say this. In lessons that we uh, perform today, like today's lesson, they are forgiveness lessons, but it really begins to show you that truth, is always true and nothing else is true and remember that this goal, this course does not aim at teaching the meaning of love because that's far beyond what can be taught, in fact it cannot be taught, we did this a few lessons ago but it does aim at removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence and so today's lesson is really directed to ideas that you hold about yourself that have you have projected and believe that the, those ideas exist separate and apart from you. And so today we are going to practice and see for ourselves that that is not the case. So once again. I just want to welcome you and express and truly to the best of my ability over through this voice and over the airways or the internet how deeply I love you. And I mean that because truly love is our reality and love has nothing to do with a limited idea of it. It is the very nature of us. We love. We and you know this in the idea that when you say "I love you," you have uh, accepted, let's say, and I'm going to use it this way, the object of your love, although it is not objective. You have accepted that which you bestow your love where you bestow your love as an integral part of yourself do you not I mean look at this one for example is she is she not part of you and you know her as part of you in every way of course so when we say love we are really speaking of the the the, as the master teacher would say in his love the book that we have about love It's the sum and substance of our reality. It is the nature of us. So with that, I love you as I know you love and are that. So I'm gonna shut up for another minute and we're going to turn the music up and then we'll get into today's lesson.
1: Let's spend forever in paradise One moment at a time Let's be together return. spend for
0: Thank you guys so much. So let us begin into the lesson. Give me your blessing, Holy Son of God. Give me your blessing, Holy Son of God. Today we practice differently and take a stand against our anger that our fears may disappear and offer room to love. Here is salvation in the simple words in which we practice with today's idea. Here is the answer to temptation which can never fail to welcome in the Christ where fear and anger had prevailed before. Here is at Atonement made complete and the world passed safely by and heaven now restored. Here is the answer of the voice for God. So here is the answer. Give me your blessing, Holy Son of God. Listen to this. Complete abstraction is the natural condition of the mind, but part of it is now unnatural, It does not look on everything as one. It sees instead but fragments of the whole, for only thus could it invent the partial world you see. The purpose of all seeing is to show you what you wish to see. All hearing but brings to your mind the sounds it wants to hear. Just be with that for a second, that the purpose of seeing is to show you what you want to see. You want to see it, so it's there. You want to believe, and this is the game that you do play with yourself. You really want to believe that there is a reality separate or objective from you that can tell you how you feel, what everything is, and that you're just a innocent bystander, if you will, that is all out there, and you're just one little tiny, tiny, tiny segment of it. And you see how ridiculous that is and how small you have made yourself when you put it in perspective a little bit, just like on earth for example what are we at now eight billion people i don't remember nine billion something like that and then this is just one tiny little mud ball as as we were as the master teacher would say in uh in a solar system with one star our sun in a galaxy the milky way which is just one galaxy of however many galaxies Put that in perspective, and you can begin to see how tiny that idea of yourself really is. And yet, what you conceive of as your life, it occupies your consciousness completely. And so what you attempt to prove to yourself is you are this little tiny thing that wants to be something, but yet when you look at it in in a real perspective, you're just so incredibly small. That can't be reality. That can't be what you are. It can't be. I mean, who would really, and so you really look at this idea of being angry, If you're really that little, tiny, tiny thing, you would have every right to be angry. If you really were subjected to the effects of all these things around you, you would have every right to be fearful and angry. But in your heart, you know that this cannot be so. You know of complete happiness and peace. Why? Because you're looking for it. You couldn't look for something you didn't think was actually there, that you could believe that was actually there. No. So we begin by putting our toys away and looking at true cause and effect relationships. That God, your Father, is cause. That there is nowhere where the Father ends and the Son begins as something separate from Himself, that you are the entirety. Okay, so I'm going to reread this last paragraph once more. Complete abstraction is the natural condition of the mind, but part of it is now unnatural. It does not look on everything as one. It sees instead, but fragments of the whole, for only thus could it invent the partial world you see. The purpose of all seeing is to show you what you wish to see. All hearing, but brings to your mind the sounds it wants to hear and what we did this a few lessons ago nine lessons ago the power of decision is my own right you have the power to decide differently i want to know i am will i'm trying to say two sentences as one at one time i do this all the time i will accept myself as i am not what I made of myself. All right, so thus were specifics made. And now it is specifics we must use in practicing. All right, so the specifics that we made can be used for our be- on our own behalf, right? We can use them to see differently. We give them to the Holy Spirit that he may employ them for a purpose which is different from the one we gave to them. Yet, he can use but what we have made to teach us from a different point of view so we can see a different use in everything. Okay, listen. One brother is all brothers. Every mind contains all minds. For every mind is one. Such is the truth. Yet, do these thoughts make clear the meaning of creation? Do these words bring perfect clarity with them to you? What can they seem to be but empty sounds, pretty perhaps correct in sentiment, yet fundamentally not understood nor understandable? The mind that taught itself to think specifically can no longer grasp abstraction in the sense that it is all-encompassing. We need to see a little that we may learn a lot. And uh, a demonstration of this, of course, is the idea of a hologram, yes? Do you know what a hologram is? It's the idea of a hologram, right? That uh, let's take... um, we won't get into how it's made, but let's take a holographic image and that every segment of this holographic image that is recorded, or let me, let's say it this way, every segment of the film that this holographic image is recorded contains the whole image. So what happens is like on an a objective idea, Let's use a picture, for example. I want to be clear about this, and I'm not so sure I'm filling in my uh, sentences completely. so. So let's take, in 3D, a picture. And if you rip the picture in half, you see half the picture, right? And then the other half is the other half. And this is what we call objective reality, right? It's pieces and parts. And that when you split it, you have two pieces, and they're different, and they're separate, and all that. But if you take a holographic image and cut a film and cut it in half, you have the whole image, maybe smaller, but the whole image is there. And if you break that in pieces, every segment of that film contains the whole image. That is the natural, that is natural for your mind to think wholly. One brother is all brothers. So, let's do it again. The mind that taught itself to think specifically can no longer grasp abstraction in the sense that it is all-encompassing. So, we need to see a little that we may learn a lot. It seems to be the body that we feel limits our freedom, makes us suffer, and at last puts out our life. Yet bodies are but symbols for a concrete form of fear. Fear without symbols calls for no response for symbols can stand for the meaningless. Love needs no symbols being true, but fear attaches to specifics being false. Let's look at it this way. God, truth, reality, is all-encompassing, is everywhere. And we talk about everywhere as though it's place. But it is, as we said, the sum and substance are of our reality. That is truth. That is reality. What would fear be? What could it be? Think about it. What could fear be? Could there be Fear is a condition or an idea that something other than truth wholeness could possibly exist so it would be an absence right a void if you will so it is an attempt to negate what is there what could that mean what could it mean it could have no meaning Just so think about it for a second. So in order to believe that you have accomplished, let's say, vacuuming out of reality, let's say, everything, you need a symbol to stand for that because you know that you cannot accomplish that. I hope this is not too um, abstract, but it's a belief that you can accomplish uh, being outside of reality. And you play that out in your idea of yourself, in your world, right? So, what is a body but a, a, a symbol that stands for fear as though it could have existence? So, without the symbol, what does he say? Um, without the symbol, there is no response. So, Love needs no symbols being true, but fear attaches to specifics being false. Bodies attack, but minds do not. This thought is surely reminiscent of our text, where it is often emphasized. This is the reason bodies easily become fear's symbols. You have many times been urged to look beyond the body for its sight presents the symbol of love's quote-unquote enemy Christ's vision does not see. The body is the target for attack for no one thinks he hates a mind. Yet, what but mind directs the body to attack? What else could be the seed of fear Accept what thinks of fear. Hate is specific. There must be a thing to be attacked. An enemy must be perceived in such a form he can be touched and seen and heard and ultimately killed. When hatred rests upon a thing, it calls for death as surely as God's voice proclaims proclaims there is no death fear is insatiable consuming everything its eyes behold seeing itself in everything compelled to turn upon itself and to destroy do not underestimate that fear is insatiable when you want to be separate when you want to be something other than everything, that idea is insatiable. We call it craziness, insanity, because it attacks and attacks and still attacks. And that is, your, you can see that this uh, struggle to be this separate self, to be something other than everything, is insatiable. In your belief, when you believe that you are that, you will go to all lengths to protect it. But you are not that. You are as God created you. Okay, I just really want to uh, take a break here and I'm gonna play a song. And uh, this is an ongoing cry for us, Eric. (laughs) Shadow Thank you, guys. That was a great song. That is a great song. Okay, so let's just continue on uh, with the lesson. I'm going to back up to the paragraph, Who Sees a Brother. Who sees a brother as the body sees him as fear's symbol. He will attack because what he beholds is his own fear external to himself, poised to attack and howling to unite with him again. Mistake not the intensity of rage, projected fear must spawn. It shrieks in wrath and claws the air in frantic hope it it can reach to its Maker and devour Him. This do the body's eyes behold in one whom heaven cherishes. The angels love and God created perfect. This is His reality. And in Christ's vision is His loveliness reflected in a form so holy and so beautiful that you could scarce refrain from kneeling at his feet. Yet you will take his hand instead, for you are like him in the sight that sees him thus. Attack on him is enemy to you, for you will not perceive that in his hands is your salvation. Ask him but for this and he will give it to you ask him not to symbolize your fear would you request would you request that love destroy itself or would you have it be revealed to you and set you free okay today we practice in a form we have attempted earlier Your readiness is closer now, and you will come today nearer Christ's vision. If you are intent on reaching it, you will succeed today. Once again, if you are intent on reaching it, you will succeed today. And once you have succeeded, you will not be willing to accept The witnesses your body's eyes call forth. What you will see will sing to you of ancient melodies you will remember. You are not forgot in heaven. Would you not remember it? Okay, here's our practice Select one brother, symbol of the rest, and ask salvation of him. See him first, as clearly as you can, in that same form to which you are accustomed. See his face, his hands and feet, his clothing. Watch him smile and see familiar gestures which he makes so frequently. Then think of this. What you are seeing now conceals from you the sight of one who can forgive you all your sins, whose sacred hands can take away the nails which pierce your own and lift the crown of thorns which you have placed upon your bleeding head. Ask this of him that he may set you free. Give me your blessing, Holy Son of God. I would behold you with the eyes of Christ, and see my perfect sinlessness in you. And he will answer whom you called upon, for he will hear the voice for God in you, and answer in your own. So I'm just going to make this comment, then reread that sentence. The he here is capitalized, because this is the one self that we share. This is... A, Given us in the idea of the voice for God, the Holy Spirit, Christ, whatever, how whatever that appeals to you, but it is the one that we are has nothing to do with the little egoic self, nothing, the not anything to do with the self you made of yourself or your brother. So. This is what we request of this one brother we have selected. Give me your blessing, holy Son of God. I would behold you with the eyes of Christ and see my perfect sinlessness in you. And he will answer whom you called upon. For he will hear the voice for God in you and answer in your own. Behold him now, whom you have seen as merely flesh and bone, and recognize that Christ has come to you. Today's idea is your safe escape from anger and from fear. Be sure you use it instantly should you be tempted to attack a brother and perceive in him the symbol of your fear, and you will see him suddenly transformed from enemy to savior from the devil into Christ. Give me your blessing, Holy Son of God. So we're going to go ahead and practice. Select one representative of, the, of all.
1: you Save your eyes in my safe.
0: Thank you so much. And uh, we only had a a few minutes left, and I just want to say a few words in closing. And that is, it's, it's it's as simple as laying down the desire to be a separate self. And as you acknowledge, and it is an acknowledgement that God your father your creator gave himself to you completely when he created you and so it is the same for every living thing and it's just your willingness to acknowledge the truth of everything despite appearances the appearances are meaningless the appearances are appearances, and they do deceive because they are appearances. You are the dreamer of the dream, and as you change your mind about what you want to see, you will see differently. I really want to thank you so much for being here, and I want to once again express my deepest love and gratitude for you, to you and for you. And um I'm just going to close with that, and I also want to remind everyone tuned in to please stay with us as we watch uh, the video of the day and this is you know we're not just watching things to just idly do it. the more that we uh bring our minds to true ideas the 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 better it is in the sense that it is helpful to keep our minds engaged along these lines. And of course, you know, the master teacher and his uh, giving of himself in the daily lessons, in the lessons, in all of his lessons, we see that he is a witness to us and for us of our own truth, that you can see clearly, and as you engage your mind with him, you see that uh, everything that is given to us in A Course in Miracles, in these ideas, in these practices, they are not a possibility that perhaps will one day happen. They are an inevitability. And we Acknowledge that and recognize that in each other, and as as it is for me and for many of you, has was given to us as the gift from the master teacher. Is this true? Absolutely. So I love you all, and uh, have the most wonderful day. Okay. Just need to find my outro now. You have been listening to Voice from Heaven live in the Miracles Healing Center. Remember that God's voice speaks to you all through the day, that God goes with you wherever you go, and that God is the mind with which you think. God bless us, everyone.